Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. That's right. Your boy is back. That's what that sound means. It's a Friday morning. I made that trek from the kitchen. Two flights of stairs. I'm just below the roof, gang. That's right. In my attic. Where else would Tommy D be on a philanthropy and focus Friday? You know, philanthropy starts with a PH. Focus starts with a PH. I might start spelling Friday with a PH instead of an F. I'm thinking about it, gang. I'm thinking about it. You know, when you're the nonprofit sector connector, apparently you get to write your own language, I guess. <laughs> That's bold. That is bold. Talk about bold. If you're watching, this shirt is so bright orange, I can't even look at myself. And one of my favorite things to do is look at Tommy D, to be honest with you. But I keep looking in the little box on my Zoom screen. And wow, I am super orange. It says amazing. If you're not watching, it says amazing. It was given to me at a Mets game. And my son said to me this morning, Dad, that shirt, as we sit here, stand here on August 4th, 2023, he goes, that shirt is a lie. The Mets are not amazing right now. And I said, well, look, you know, incredible, outrageous, amazing. All these words have multiple meanings. doesn't mean you're going to win the World Series if you're amazing. It could mean what the heck is going on, man. That's amazing. Anyway, let's not talk too much about the Metsies. That's a whole other thing. But I did wear orange today. Because every time I see my friend Heather Edwards from Allied Foundation, she's rocking orange. And most of my gear is not orange. Most of my stuff is red. Although last night, uh, no, seersucker suit had to come out. I was actually Googling this morning pink seersucker suits because I think if I take the pink linen suit and I crossed it with the seersucker, I think that's what you get. And that's what I've been kind of those two have been my go tos all spring and summer. So. Um, I don't know why you're getting to hear about this, but if you pay attention to my show, you probably enjoy the stream of consciousness that just comes out in the beginning of the show. So let me tell you a story. First of all, let me say hello to my guest, because when I start storytelling, I don't know if I'm going to get to my guest for another 10 minutes. So let me say hello to my guest, Heather Edwards, Dr. Lena Edelstein, and Dr. Lauren Macaluso. Hello, doctors and Heather. What's going on? Hi. Hi, Tommy. Good morning. I'm excited to have you all here. And even if you tell me to call you Lauren or Lena, my mother would never let me. She would say, Thomas, they're doctors. And that's how it would go. And I know she's listening to this show because I was talking to her about this last night. And it's funny because I was a, like a wise guy kid and I would come to the doctor's office and go, what's up, doc? You know, like, like I, you know, because that's, well, that's what you get, you know, but it was sort of like uh, Bugs Bunny with the carrot. What's up, doc? And she's like, Thomas. They're doctors. And I, I I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Anyway, Mom, I love you. We'll get back to that stuff later on. All right. So here's a story I want to tell you. Each month since February this year, I decided that in tandem or in relationship and connection to our agency, Vanguard Benefits, which is an employee benefits agency that I'm one of the partners in, one episode of the month will be dedicated and in collaboration with the agency. Underlie... Uh, underlining or sh shining a spotlight on the work of a nonprofit specific to an awareness month. This particular week right now is World Breastfeeding Week, founded in 1992. It's been a mission focused. It's a global campaign to raise awareness and galvanize action on themes related to breastfeeding. So here's the story of this, right? The Spirit of Huntington Art Center is our outsourced marketing department. Shout out to Michael Katakis and the team over at Spirit of Huntington. I mean, listen, I, I met the Spirit of Huntington through my connection with our family foundation, the Lindy Lou Foundation. We have, through the Lindy Lou, supplied them with a number of Mac computers for their artworks program. And all these years later, 
they did our rebrand for Vanguard Benefits. So I don't promote the, the brand that much here on the show, but go to Vanguard Benefits, UYOU.com, VanguardBenefitsU.com to see the story about Vanguard Benefits. We're a benefits agency. We help nonprofits and businesses really focus on attracting or attaining talent using benefits. That's the end of the commercial. We put that aside. Here's what I want you to know, though. Each month we do this where I do a show about a topic and throughout the month, the agency will continue to educate people on this topic. So I, it's perfect because it's early in the month today, only being the fourth, that a lot of stuff that I'm going to learn from Dr. Macaluso, from Dr. Edelstein, and from Heather this morning will be stuff that we can put into educational pieces. I saw Dr. Macaluso, I saw something on, um, uh, actually, I, I think it might have been Dr. Edelstein. I, I was wa- trying to watch a video really quick this morning. It was an allied video. It was like an hour and two minute video, like a webinar. I want those types of resources that you all have. And when we get into the conversation, we'll do that, but to, that we can put out because that's what this is. And that's a big part of what Vanguard Benefits is. It's about education. That is paramount to what we do. All right. So I'm in the meeting with Spirit of Huntington. And they say, it's one of the things that's coming up is it's uh, World Breastfeeding Week. And I go, yeah, that sounds like an interesting topic, but like, man, I don't know anybody. And I'm the nonprofit sector connector. So when I don't know anybody, uh, it's kind of funny. I go, I, I don't really know anybody in that space. So somebody on the team from Spirit of Huntington says, what about Heather Edwards? Like, she's your buddy. Like, why did you? And I go, oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's diapers. You know, and that's the, that, and they work on the, the period poverty program, right? And I said, you know what? I'm Tommy D, so like I don't have a lot of patience. So I said, hang on, you guys keep having the meeting. I'm just going to call Heather. And I think what I did was typical Tommy D, like I texted Heather, are you available? And followed that up with like a 15 second time period between the text going out and the time I called Heather. And it wasn't like I wasn't really waiting to see if she was available. And she picked up. So I guess you were available, Heather. And I said to you, dude, what's the deal? Are you connected to breastfeeding and the whole thing? And and she's like, yeah, Tommy D, sure, of course. And I said, well, what do you think? Can we do something? Maybe bring on some docs? And that's why we're here. And that's, you know, we're seven minutes into something, and I haven't really let any of you all speak, and that's really not fair. But I promise the remaining will be all about you three. So, Heather, let's talk about Allied Foundation, because I want to talk, you know, just basically the genesis of what I know of the organization. And then if you could kind of bring us into Dr. Macaluso and Dr. Edelstein and some of the work they did. And then I'm going to dive into interviewing everybody. How's that sound? Sounds great. Let's do it. So when I called you the other day, last week, it was only a week and a half or whatever, and we made this happen super fast. Um, the, the, the breastfeeding thing, the milk bank thing, we got into all these different things, which we'll get into some of that today. But can you just set it up? Allied Foundation, why, why is there an Allied Foundation? So Allied Foundation was formed by the pediatricians of Allied Physicians Group who really wanted to make a difference in their community and improve their health and well-being. And I think a lot of the what we're going to talk about today is really Allied Foundation and our commitment to foster a healthier start to life for mom and baby. Breastfeeding has always been an important topic. Um, we truly believe in it. I'm a former breastfeeding mom. I did breastfeed my babies. I know how important it is. And so we really wanted to bring in some experts from Allied Physicians Group who are breastfeeding medicine specialists to really talk about it more in detail and how we can share information, um, provide support, and hopefully give moms some options. I love that. I love it. And you know, look, nothing better. When you are the nonprofit sector connector, which listen, it was a thing when I just called myself that. But when people call me that and people make introductions via email, like you got to meet my buddy, Tommy D. He's the nonprofit sector connector, which I just love. 
But when, when you are that, nothing fires me up more in this sector than when you see businesses, for-profit organizations collaborate and partner up with the nonprofit sector. When you see an organization that is a for-profit organization that says, these babies have rashes, that what is the story here? We must figure out why. And they say, well, you know what it is? The moms and dads who, who don't have the means to buy new diapers we're leaving babies in soil diapers or we're reusing diapers or we're keeping babies in diapers too long. That's a problem, right? Social determinants of health. Maybe we'll get into it, whatever. Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about. But certain communities are affected differently, right? Because of socioeconomic conditions. Look, if you're not buying into what I'm talking about on that, I'm, I'm not sure if, you, if we, we can really connect, but that's real stuff. So let's talk about, you know, Heather, that was the organization that was the foundation of the organization, right? So you talk about fostering the healthier start to life, which is super important. And I love it. So I believe I'm going to get in trouble and we're going to have to go to a break before I know it. So I want to dive into this conversation as soon as possible. So can you, doctor, let's go in alphabetical order. Edelstein comes before Macaluso. So Dr. Edelstein, please, Dr. Lena Edelstein, tell us about your background. Tell us what drew you to the work you're doing, just in a quick nugget, and then we're going to do Dr. Macaluso, and then we'll dive into sort of the conversation. Sure. So um, I first, my first introduction to breastfeeding, I was actually a mother before I was a doctor. I had my first child while I was in medical school. And um, a lot of what I was learning, I was learning on my own. I didn't really get the education from the medical training I was very much in in the moment. Um, Fast forward six years, I'm a pediatrician. I care a lot about caring for my patients. Um, And I found that as much as I was able to learn from my own experiences, there were still a lot of ways that I was falling short of helping the families who are entrusting me with the care of their babies. Um, And um, I'm now having my third kid and I'm trying to breastfeed her and I am majorly struggling still, even though I have my toolkit of everything I had with my own experiences, the um, countless encounters I've had with families in the primary care setting with their new babies. And I find myself a patient in Dr. Macaluso's office and my mind just explodes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a physician, a pediatrician who could really care for mothers and their new babies when it comes to the breast and lactation and providing milk and feeding their babies. And I looked up to her as a role model and I'm like, I want to be you. I want to figure out how to do what you do. And that kind of got me on the course for doing a lot more additional um, continuing medical education to learn more about breastfeeding and lactation. I love that. I mean, my goodness, you know what, just the, just the vulnerability and the real and truth and saying like, I'm in this thing, I'm in this work and I'm still struggling for it. How about the mom who's an attorney or works for the MTA, right? She probably is going to have even more challenges because she's not in the work. So she needs the support. Dr. Lauren Macaluso, tell us about kind of your journey and as, as a pediatrician and the work you're doing. And then we're really, when we come back from break, we're going to dive deep into all this. Cool. I was a general pediatrician for about eight years. I was fortunate enough to get two lectures during pediatric residency training. Um, Just a little bit about how you, you know, you go through medical school for four years and you pick your specialty and then you do a residency in it. 
Um, I was fortunate enough, it was, it's really rare still to have breastfeeding education go on within medical school and residency programs. Even for pediatricians, OBs, family medicine physicians, you know, those of us who are interacting with mothers and babies who are going to be doing this, there is very little education in the medical system. Horrifying, but true. Um, I was fortunate enough to get two lectures from a lactation consultant during a newborn nursery rotation, which was more, you know, than, than usually is given. And I just really, really was interested in the information that I received. I've always been interested. I was a college athlete. I played field hockey at Cornell. I was always into preventive medicine. Nutrition, fitness has always been a piece of my world. Um, so I pounced on that information and kind of knew this is what I should be doing with my kids and I should be helping patients to do with their kids. So I was fortunate enough to breastfeed my two kids after completing my residency and then worked in a newborn nursery at a teaching hospital with such passion behind my personal experience and the little bit of education I got. I got more involved in the area, became a member of a group called the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine. Um, I instituted a breastfeeding curriculum at a teaching hospital and was doing a lot of hands-on care for moms and baby in the breastfeeding space within my hospital. Pretty soon, back then, this is 18-ish, 20 years ago, you had a lot of shared hospital rooms with a curtain between two moms sharing the same room. I'd be in there with my gaggle of medical students and residents examining babies, examining mothers, helping them to attach their baby at the breast, answering all their questions, getting them off to a great start. And the mom on the other side of the curtain would consistently each day say, my doctor isn't doing anything that you're doing. Can you be my doctor? And recognized, had a passion, recognized an immense need for more, wanted to meet my community's needs. So went out and started a practice in 2006. So I'm 18 years into diving full on into breastfeeding medicine and helping moms and babies to succeed. And Lena joined me in May and it's been outstanding and we are growing and growing together. I love that. I mean, I love it because, you know, look, you're medical professionals, right? But you're problem solvers as well, or end your problem solvers as well. I, I try to use and more than but. You know, the thing is, like, you heard that other patient in that room and you saw an opportunity, not necessarily entrepreneurial, just an opportunity for a business, but an opportunity to serve the community. And that's like, you know, uh, the thing about philanthropy and focus, this program is it's all about service. It's all about organizations that are doing service work. Right. So I don't often have on um, physicians to talk about these types of topics unless there's an affiliation or a connection with the nonprofit world. So this is like a the fun part for me is I get to play in the middle. And, you know, when I when I have to talk to my board of the board of directors of philanthropy and focus and make sure that, you know, the particular topic cuts the mustard. It, the, the one of us has a conversation, the whole board, me, I have a conversation with myself and I say, does this make sense? I'm trying to be cute and funny with you all. There is no board. It's my show. I do whatever I want. And I bring on whoever I want to have on this show. This is philanthropy and focus with Tommy D. So I do what I want to do. And I really was excited to do this. But again, I, as a nonprofit sector connector, you know, without my relationships and without Spirit of Huntington saying to me, hey, what about this topic? And then I call Heather. This doesn't happen. So it is all about a community. And you all are certainly serving the community. We do have to serve somebody else and take a quick break and do some commercials. We'll be back in 90 seconds. It is World Breastfeeding Week 2023. Dr. Lauren Macaluso, Dr. Lena Edelstein, and Heather Edwards from Allied Foundation. I'm going to start saying Dr. Heather Edwards. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify, your business today. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Love that song. I love it. That's my friend Brendan Levy singing. We wrote that song together, sort of a, like a Lennon and McCartney thing, I like to say. I saw Brendan last night. Uh, Brendan Levy, the business development manager of the Queen's Chamber of Commerce, and I call him Uncle Brendan because I love him like family, although we don't look anything alike. And you don't always look like your uncles, so that's why I call him Uncle Brendan. So, all right, look, let's jump back into this. Let's talk. We're talking about community. We're talking about connection. We're talking about caring. You know, the connection to caring is something that we talk about at Vanguard a lot. Education is something we talk about at Vanguard a lot. I want to I, I wanna just say this. Two courses in your uh, medical school, Dr. Macaluso, in, in lactation, right? Now, to me, to hear you're in the room, you have, you're doing the rotations and, and there's, you know, another patient in the room whose doctor is not serving in the same fashion. Um, I think that's a lack of education, right? Isn't that what this boils down to? So, so can we talk about that and talk about how, you know, I, I pulled up breastfeeding benefits for both baby and mom from the CDC website. And I want to talk about all that stuff. But so I want to know the benefits for everybody involved. My, my question, though, is you must see opportunity for more education for physicians and, and practice managers and people to really get out there. Is that right? For sure. And one of the other, I know we are on, I'm so excited because as the non, you know, nonprofit sector connector, <laughs> I'm really thrilled to see if you can help us because I, I'm on the, the board of directors of another nonprofit group. And I'm going to hold up my little sticker because it always helps to have be able to have a visual at the same time, but it, it's called, it's called the North American board of breastfeeding and lactation medicine. 
and were a group of passionate, seasoned breastfeeding medicine and lactation physicians who have been out there practicing this specialty, which is hard to come by in our country now to find physicians with this knowledge base and practicing this type of care. We came together as really during, during COVID and we're creating a board certification process to have breastfeeding and lactation medicine become a board certified medical specialty in not just the US, but in Canada as well. This is across North America. We've been working diligently on this meeting at night, and thank you. This thank you, Tom. Yep. Huge. We have a dot org. Mick Collins, I already saw you do some stuff for me on Facebook. So get <laughs> one out there as well. NABBLM.org, the North American Board of Breastfeeding and Lactation Medicine. Please, Dr. Macaluso, continue. Thank you. This is really thrilling. Just to have you put this, put this up there and get this going is really thrilling. We literally just had a meeting last week this week about how to look for more funding because you have 14 really busy physicians that are trying to do patient care, take care of our own children, find some self-care time for ourselves and really move this forward. So we're in the process of, I literally just submitted 14 questions for the board exam as a subject matter expert. (laughs) A lot of us are doing multi-roles to get the exam going, um, to get this out there. And the main goal of it is, right, if we can get a board certification process going, we can try to put this in to academic centers and medical schools and have medical students have teaching in breastfeeding and lactation medicine, have residency programs, pediatricians, obstetricians, family medicine physicians, those of you that are coming across most moms and babies in this realm and provide high quality evidence-based care, which once again, really tough to come by. I worked this in today between booked patient hours and the patient that just left the office before I jumped on before this, when I told her, you know, what was happening, she said, it's so hard to find someone like you. I'm so glad I found you, but it shouldn't be this difficult. And and the goal of this is really to improve the quality, get the spread throughout our continent, throughout, you know, hopefully throughout the world and have this happen. So if there's anyone who shares our passion, we are in need of funds to further this because we are doing secretarial work. We are doing marketing ourselves. We are doing everything, which is challenging. So let's, so let's do this real quick. First of all, how can I help is going to be the question. We don't have to dive too deep into that now because we have another mission at hand. But the thing about it is let's get you connected to my friends at the Spirit of Huntington Art Center because we can maybe help with the website, help with some social media and do some things as a, as, you know, as a friend of Tommy's. We'll talk about that offline. Oh. But it was funny, like when we did our prep call the other night, you know, I, I share with everybody and I'll share it right here because I think it's very, I think it's important that I share where I'm at. So I have the ADHD. I call it the ADHD. So I got ADHD, gang. Maybe you knew already. I, I was the last one to find out, apparently. But the funny part about it is I was in this meeting with these these three incredible women on a Zoom call the other night while I was at another event doing something. And uh, Macaluso, Dr. Macaluso, I just called you Macaluso all of a sudden. Dr. Macaluso was like, hey, there's going to be like a thing. I want to share another about another nonprofit with you, right? And I was like, hold it till Friday morning because it's going to be even more exciting for me and the dopamine will be firing because it's something brand new that I didn't know about. Now I know about it and that's super exciting. So now it's like, what do we do with these things? Well, let's see how we can help out. So, okay, here's my question. Your goal there is to have this, correct my language if I'm wrong, make this a board certified focus area, profession. How, How do you call that? What is the goal about NABBLM? 
Yeah, well, within medicine, right, there's medical specialties. So you know how, yeah, you can be a board certified cardiologist. Um, there's, there's more and more boards coming about on that haven't been created yet. Like there's a board of obesity medicine. There's a board of lifestyle medicine. Um, you know, more specialties that are getting recognized where there are underserved areas that. that it sounds yeah. like we're creating more, more work. Yeah. Correct? Right. right. So, all right. So that's what we can work on. But guess, here's my question, Dr. Edelstein. Dr. Magaluso, Heather, why is this even important? Like, great, I understand that you want to have a new specialty, but like, why? Like, what's the reason? Like, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm being cute. So go ahead. Help help me out. (laughs) I'll take this one. So I think the, like, going back to Dr. Magaluso's initial experience where she was in the hospital and people and other patients were saying, my pediatrician's not doing what you're doing. And my own experiences working as a general pediatrician being looked to as a source of um, complete knowledgeable information and not having that knowledge base be available. It's so important to know from the patient perspective that when you are going to seek medical care or seek assistance with something that's so important and so foundational that you are getting the best, most comprehensive, evidence-based, good medical care. And having that certification really standardizes it across the board. I love that. You know, like anything else, like you're scientists, right? You are doctors, but you're scientists. We're learning. It's evolving, right? It's like we don't have all the answers, gang. We're we're learning. And so I want to know the importance of breastfeeding like you know because i i you know i remember leaving the hospital i I have four children and it's always that funny joke where you leave with your first child and they're like you kind of look at your spouse and like dude why like they're letting us leave with this small person and like i could barely handle taking care of myself at at 32 years old at the time and i know that that little girl i'm talking about is 13 but um it's like you don't know what you don't know Right. So they start to and I'm not going to call out brands, but they start to give you little bottles. Take this bottle home. Take this sample home. Here's like these the tiniest little diapers here. Take these little diapers. Heather, those diapers are so small. Like I have big, right? like I have human beings like I've seen my nephew and he's like he's like a little I don't even know. He's like like a like a little baby. He's a baby. He's like a little baby, Tommy. Exactly what he is. Tommy. Uh, but he's like just so tiny. And I have human beings that like a rough and tumble. My youngest being eight. So um why is breastfeeding so important? We're going to run out of time before a break, but Dr. McAluso, I see you with me. So why is it? What's the, what's the importance of doing? You know, Tommy, we've been trying to really be thoughtful in how we word these responses because it really sets a precedent for how people interpret it. So we look at breastfeeding as producing risk reduction, not benefit. And breastfeeding is plain old simple normal it is what nature intended it is why we have breasts it is why normally vaginal delivery you deliver a baby they can actually on their own without intervention do a breast crawl and use their sense of smell and sight of seeing contrast you know there's all these as you say all this stuff going on around you, a lot of people are given black, white, red toys because babies see contrast best. So the dark circle around <laughs> nipple areola area, your areola gets darker from hormone, hormonal changes. And it's a, a big bullseye of like eat here and babies instinctually can self-attach. And 
normal brings a heck of a lot of goodness with it, with normal physiology. Okay. Such that one- let, me pause you, let me pause you one second, because <laughs> isn't that just the basics right there? Like this is like before there was a hospital, right? And when we, when moms were delivering babies without, in, not inside a building, right? And, you know, talk about evolution and I talk about evolution sometimes, but like in the animal kingdom, like this stuff goes on. There is no, you know, look, I'll tell you a funny story. I show up when my, I don't do this anymore because we don't, we're not having any more children, but I show up in red scrubs at the hospital and to deliver my children alongside, I don't know if I, his name is Matthew. I don't know if I should shout him out, but I love you, Matthew, or my wife's uh, OB who, who delivered all four of my kids. But I said to him, Matt, look, after we already had two children, when we were going for my third, I said, look, I don't even think I need you in the room this time. I mean, I've been there. I've worn my red scrubs. I've seen what goes on. The nurses do a lot of the work anyway in this delivery thing. So I think I can handle it. I don't think you, I was kidding everybody. I'm not a doctor. I was not going to deliver my own child. I'm not, I'm crazy, but I'm not insane. So the point of the, that was a little levity, but the point of this is in, in nor you said plain, old, simple, normal. I wrote that down. Like this is the biology of the whole thing. So like, if we just went back to the basics and let things happen as they do, you know, the baby would find the the nutrition, the baby would find the sustenance, right? So I love what you said, risk reduction. So I, we do have to take a quick break. I was going to blow off the break and just go real long, but let's take a quick one because then we can have a whole really substantive conversation around the risk reduction because, you know, I, I'm looking at breast, breast milk shares antibodies from the mother to the baby. Wow. That sounds important. That sounds important for the baby's health, right? That sounds like risk reduction. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to dive into this topic a little further. And if you just got a visual of your boy, Tommy D in red scrubs, the funny thing about it is there is no specialty in the hospital that wears red scrubs. So it's funny when you do it because you walk through the hospital and everybody's like, we don't even have anybody who wears red scrubs. I go, you got one guy. We're going to a break. We'll be right back. passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. And we are back. I was going to sing the theme song, but it sang for itself. So I thought I would sing this. It is World Breastfeeding Week. And it is since 1992. This has been celebrated this week. And the importance of risk reduction by doing what? Plain old, simple, normal. There's a hashtag there, Dr. Macaluso. Plain old, simple, normal. Let's go back to basics. I say this stuff all the time. Let's go back to basics and everything. Let's show compassion. Let's love each other. Let's treat people as individuals, not in any sort of groups. I love groups, love hanging out with them. But when you've met one fill in the blank, you've met one fill in the blank. So treat everybody as individuals. And here's what I'd tell you about plain old simple normal. Hug more freaking people. I freaking love hugging people, right? Now ask first. Say, hey, are we hugging again? Are we, you know, it's COVID the whole deal, but I don't think I asked a lot before COVID, but I hang with people who are huggers anyway. So it was like really a mutual hug thing. Anyhow, <laughs> I want to talk about some facts, some statistics, some things like that. Really, if you can drive some of that home, both Dr. Edelstein and Dr. McAluso, I'd like to just take, I'd like to just take the change the rules of the show for a second. It's my show. I get to do that. Yell at me, say, Tommy, I want to tell you this. Tommy, I want to tell you that. This doesn't have to be a formal interview process. I just want you to drop the knowledge on, on me and my audience so we can do a lot of things. So I can go to find people to bring in some money for that organization that we were talking about. So we can go to find people who can bring in money for Allied Foundation and support Allied Foundation. I don't know if you know this. This will be the last joke for at least the next two minutes. I don't know if you know this, but I rented a U-Haul van and filled it up with diapers and wipes with Heather and drove it way out to the Hamptons one day because I wanted to, because I'm crazy like that. So I know we can help with the new organization you're talking about. So let's hit me with the stories, hit me with with the importance of breastfeeding. Please, whoever wants to take it away, Dr. M, Dr. E, Dr. E, we're pointing at you. I think it's you. Go first. (laughs) Okay. So I think first we need to kind of separate into two buckets because, um, I feel like a lot of people know more about the benefits to the babies when it comes to um, them receiving breast milk. We know that being breastfed reduces the risk of sudden infant death syndrome, um, overall infant and neonatal mortality. Um, We know that it decreases the risk of respiratory viral illnesses, uh, very severe diarrhea um, that can lead to dehydration and really compromise an infant's health, less ear infections, um, a decreased risk of asthma, decreased risk of eczema, and even some more um, chronic diseases that don't even develop until later in life, whether it's autoimmune disease, um, obesity, um, and in autoimmune diseases, you could throw in diabetes, Crohn's disease, and even cancer risk reduction for the infants. Um, and uh, less well known is the risk reduction um, for maternal health. Um, we know that breastfeed or lactating in general, it um, even if it's not direct breastfeeding, but just the production of milk for the mother it decreases her risk of developing type two diabetes. Um, It improves, it it decreases the risk of developing hypertension, cardiovascular health overall. Um, It um, 
decreases the risk of the cancers, most notably breast cancer, ovarian cancer, um, endometrial cancer, um, and thyroid cancer. So there's so many health benefits to both mother and baby. Um, and back to my times in the NICU as a resident rotating through the NICU, um, luckily, I worked in a, a, a hospital where one of the NICU attendings, he was like the, he was a breast milk guru. He was very, very much about um, providing breast milk to those most young, most vulnerable babies. His name was um, Dr. Chandler. Um, and um, what we saw in the NICU was that the babies who were being fed with breast milk as opposed to formula, these very, very premature babies, 26-weekers, 27, 28-week baby infants, and a term baby is 40 weeks, mm. um, they had a decreased um, risk of developing this condition called necrotizing enterocolitis, which sounds like a big, scary name. Um, it's basically the gut necrotizes. It, it um becomes very damaged and these babies become horrifically sick. Um, those who were fed breast milk did so much better. They didn't, they didn't develop this condition nearly as much. And it was because of those wonderful properties of the breast milk that they were getting in terms of he maturing their gut, healing their gut and being a more appropriate nutrition for them. It was almost medicine. Yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about gut health, not on this show, but I mean, in my life I do, because I feel like there's so much importance to that natural uh, microbiome and if we, you know, many, many diseases. And again, I am not clinically trained. I am not a doctor. So the doctors didn't say anything wrong. If this is wrong, what I'm about to say, this is just some guy who is a health insurance salesman. He's an incredible connector. He's got pretty good hair, although he's starting to lose hair in the middle of his head. But anyway, I'm just that guy. So I don't have any, I can't really say this with any authority other than the authority I was given. <laughs> I know that many diseases are a result of our nutrition, of our microbiome and things that we do, right? Things we put in our body and how we treat our body. So what I'm hearing though, is that by the babies having the, the natural, the breast milk from mom, uh, or I guess in the NICU, not always mom, not always their mom. I guess there's some, right? There might be some, which I'd like to ask about in a second. Um, you know, they're better off for it. Gang, that sounds like risk reduction to me. We're not going to say benefits, but sounds pretty, <laughs> sounds like we're reducing some risks. I mean, that that's very, very important stuff. So can we talk about that? Um, the, thing, the thing that just blew my mind is the risk reduction for the mom by the, by the, the sheer act of, lactating and like as you say you know it may not mean that it's breastfeeding it might mean because again i not to get you know like too out there but the thing is not everybody either has the capacity the resources to actually breastfeed some some moms have to go back to work pretty soon and so the logistics situation there so i'm sure there's more professional word for what i'm about to say but some moms pump i understand right so maybe you could speak to that um you know, just, I, I, well, speak to, if you could, like, the, the situation, even in the NICU. I have a story about the NICU in a second. Maybe I get to it. But, like, just the access to the milk. Because some moms can't provide their own milk and things like that. So can you speak to that, either Dr. Edelstein or Dr. Macaluso? Yeah, I, I can chime in here, Tommy. I, I think, yeah, great job, Lena, on, on all that nice risk reduction for mom and baby. And 
Other things I was thinking of in that realm is just the presence of what we call skin to skin, like delivering your baby. And then we talk about the golden hour of having your baby on your chest and right. Another cool facts of breastfeeding, like we know skin to skin and baby being on mom helps to stabilize their temperature, their stress hormone response, their blood pressure. They have lower cortisol levels, stress hormone response. It's, it's normal. It's where they're supposed to be. Um, It is bonding. (laughs) It is right. We know um, it can impact mental health for the mother in terms of getting true help, evidence-based, high-quality care to help her to get this done. Um, So, you know, you're affecting really her mind, her body, her soul by being there with the family throughout this process. Um, As you said, unfortunately, it doesn't come easy to everyone. There are medical, psychosocial impacts that are going on in people's worlds that are going to make it challenging to have this happen. We have people that have had breast surgery. We have moms that have had, um, like we, one of the good examples of our practices, if someone has a low milk production going on, we will do a full thorough history of mom and baby and a workup to determine, are we missing something going on? Is there a history of breast surgery? Is, Is there a piece of her, does she have retained placental fragments? that are making it difficult for her hormonal flux to occur, for her prolactin to come in and milk to come. Does she have a hormonal abnormality? Does she have a thyroid abnormality? Um, Is something going on, you know, once again, with her pituitary gland, with her thyroid, with, with other pieces of her body and hormones that impact the milk production process? And with love and time intensive visits and hearing people and learning their whole psychosocial medical birth delivery history, what happened with your previous kids, really loving and spending time with people with high quality medicine. We're doing so much to help these people to be as successful as they can. And I feel like that's what so many of them want. Even the people who are having a hard time making this happen fully, they don't want someone to tell them to just give their baby formula. They want to know that they've been fully heard and had a true medical workup with love and listening and care to make this happen as close as they can to getting as much breast milk as possible. And as you asked, Tommy, there are, there is resource out there for people to get milk from other babies, thus the the New York milk bank. So a lot of that milk is going to be premature babies. It's going to babies where mom doesn't have enough. Um, it's another area where passionate is to try to get human milk for all human babies, right? So if you don't have enough of your own, our order of events that we recommend are mom's own milk, safe pasteurized donor milk when accessible, and then formula if we don't have that. And I think this is another huge area that we need to work on in our communities is affordable, accessible, safe pasteurized donor milk to even, you know, of course, premature, fragile babies in the NICU, hugely important and, and, you know, very huge priority. But I can't tell you how many people who've had breast surgery or other issues that are going on medically, once again, that they need milk and they are really wanting to give their babies as well, human milk for all of this risk reduction and reasons. And, And it's another way that I'm hoping with more recognition, right, of this as a specialty with more of us as physicians going into this work, that we will be able to foster more safe human milk sharing and have human milk be the norm for supplementation affordably for everyone. Huge goal, but yes. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off at the end there. I mean, that is so critical, all that, because I think it's like it's a it's all about focus, right? As human beings, we can only have like as whether you spell it with an F, you spell it with a PH. Focus is a situation where like, you know, I if I was to go to bring my baby to the pediatrician and that pediatrician is not educated in this type of work, you know, similar like to the organization that we're talking about you know yes we're talking about allied foundation we're also talking about the north american board of breastfeeding and lactation medicine that's a long name man nabblm let's do that but we're talking you know it's an education thing and um you know i i think from experience and just things i know about life you know the maybe the go-to for a physician might be I'm not, I'm trying not to use names of brands, but like, Hey, here, take these samples because such and such drop these samples off and take these samples of this formula home with you. And like, I feel like the go-to is in that direction quicker than it again, only experienced my life. Whereas had, had we, this order of operations, as you talk about mom's milk, human milk pasteurized from another mom, and then the formula, not, not what we're beating up formula, but whatever, listen, in this in this world, this is a capitalist society, gang, and sometimes things happen because companies have power and strength and blah, 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 blah. I'll do a whole other show about it. Just text me. We'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> before we go to a break, which we're way overdue on, which I do on the show, it's part of the show. Um, Heather, you had made a connection to me to a milk bank, and you know, there's emails back and forth, and we're going to get them on the show. Can you shout, shout out that group if you don't mind? Absolutely. The New York Milk Bank um, Allied Physicians Group has milk depots where moms can donate their excess breast milk um, to give life to babies who are most vulnerable. So we're thrilled to have four locations within Allied. We have one out in Riverhead, um, Dr. Macaluso's practice in New Hyde Park. We have Dr. Zatz um, out in Rockland County. And in Brooklyn, we have Allied Pediatrics of Cobble Hill. It's where we collect excess breast milk. It is then sent up to the New York Milk Bank in Valhalla where, where they clean it, pasteurize it, and get ready for distribution. So great partnership. Um, we have options here on Long Island for moms, and it's a very quick process. Um, so we're we're happy to share that information on how moms can become donors if they have excess milk. Good. And, and there's an 800 number. Well, it's 866-621-2769. That's Allied Physicians Group, Heather. Is that the best way? Or they call Allied Foundation? What, you know, for that type of stuff? Um, we have a breastfeeding uh, medicine division, so we can uh, share that information um, separately. If Perfect. they go on the New York Milk Bank website, then yeah. they list the depots there and they list the, the phone numbers and the contacts to, to how they, there's like how to donate. And awesome. then. I can give you an example of our office. The best is like, we all have freezers and you want to make sure there's freezer space. So once you are an approved donor, you've been screened and you get a donor ID number, then you call the office and Tracy, who shout out to the receptionist in our office, Tracy, and those at the other sites that are doing a lot of the hands-on work of receiving it and packaging it and shipping it to the milk bank. But usually it's best you call ahead the location to make sure they have space. And then, and then you bring your milk in once you're approved as a donor. All right, New York Milk Bank, check it out. I'm coming up for a visit. I want to come for a tour. I want to get you on philanthropy and focus. Maybe Heather comes up with me. We'll wear orange scrubs. I don't know why, but I feel like we should wear orange scrubs. So we'll have to go to work in gear. You ever see that show work in gear? You ever see that store like that work in the letter N gear? Well, anyway, if you haven't, I, I, maybe they should sponsor philanthropy and focus. Apparently we're so overdue on a break. Logan, I appreciate you, buddy. 
Let's take us to a break, Logan. We'll be right back to close out the show. When we do close out the show, what do you need? Who can we connect you with? How can we help? And also, how do they get in touch with your practice? Because I, I would refer all my friends who are new moms and dads to your practice. We'll be right back. I'm out of breath. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. You know, when they talk about you know, you think of a, a, a boxer, or I remember, um, uh, I remember the movie Days of Thunder. Tom Cruise was Cole Trickle in the movie Days of Thunder. What is Tommy D talking about now? Hold on, guys. Cole Trickle, Days of Thunder. Gene Hackman, if I'm not mistaken, or yeah, it was Gene Hackman was his like crew chief, and Gene Hackman would talk to Tom Cruise as he was driving around the track, right? So I got a guy who does stuff for me while I'm here on the show. My buddy Mick Collins, Heather Edwards, you put nymilkbank.org in the chat here for me to put it out there. Mick Collins already has it out on Facebook because we were talking about it. Shout out to Mick Collins, my buddy, my pal, doing the uh, pay it forward. Pay it forward processing is a credit card processing company, merchant service company that gives back all their net proceeds to nonprofit organizations. So you should check out pay it forward. Mick, you should know the team over at Allied. We'll make that happen later on. Um, so we will get right back into the conversation. We got a short time to finish off the show. So let's, so 135,000, Heather, I'm looking at, I'm trying to go back to the chat, 135 ounces collected for the, for the milk bank. And I, <laughs> and I know, uh, Dr. Macaluso, um, has a patient story she wants to share with us about the milk bank as well. Yeah, I, 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 now leading up to this, I, you know, we knew this was coming, like, a week ago-ish with World Breastfeeding Week and, and speaking with you, Tommy. And I had a patient come in on follow-up and she was one of my moms that she donated milk to the New York Milk Bank 
through our depot. And she also has been a patient here. And I was like, what a great person on, on our way out. I told her I was doing this. And I was like, can you give me some feedback to share? I'm doing this podcast. And you're like my perfect person who's kind of had both experiences that I'm going to be talking about. And she looked at me and she's like, well, first of all, well, she's like, let me really stop and think. Is this, I feel like I'm under some pressure. <laughs> I said, no, never pressure, never pressure. Hugs only, Tommy. I am with you. I am a hugger too. <laughs> I can't wait to give you a hug, Dr. McAluso. I look I forward so to with you. So uh, the first thing she shared was like, first, it's really immensely gratifying to be able to share my milk with other babies. I can't tell you how meaningful that is to me to be able to do that. And I said, that is huge. So, right, there's like, you know, immenseness going to these premature babies and the NICUs in the hospital, but there's also such a sense of gratitude, right, and, and, and giving back to others and such a great mental health benefit on behalf of the mom as well. And then, You're making and then, the world a better freaking place. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? Oh, my God, what is this? What does this coffee mug say? No big deal. Just changing the world. That's yes. what we're talking about, gang. There's a plan. Yeah. Tommy, you have to come to our office because Dr. Edelstein and I and my hubby, that's what we do here. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. I mean, I'm just trying to change the world too. I cannot practice medicine. I'm not allowed to practice medicine in this country, just so you know, okay? Just because I don't have a degree. But I would be happy to be a promoter. I'm a great brand ambassador, as you can imagine. I, I'm happy to stand out and, and like, you know, like like the thing in front of the car wash. You know, that yeah. thing, you know, that sock in the car wash that just waves. If you're only sitting on podcasts, just imagine that thing that waves in front of the car wash, gang. But no, I'm happy to help. We're running out of time. Okay. So I want to get everything in. So Dr. Macaluso, give me your last 30 seconds. Then we'll go to Dr. Edelstein. Then we'll go to Heather. And then we'll go to Tommy. Yeah, just that medical piece. She also shared that it was so hard for me to find someone. A lot of moms who donate are moms that what we call are overproducers or can hyperlactate and make a lot of milk. And that brings its own medical conditions with it. You're more prone to inflammation and potential infections. So it was really difficult for her to find. This is her second baby now. Most of them have a history of it before with a previous baby, and you can make even more milk with each subsequent baby. <laughs> she had a hard time finding help to truly assess that, treat it, diagnose it, embrace her. So she was so thankful to be able to find a medical practice where she could get her needs met that weren't being met at the urgent care or the OB office. And that could embrace this, normalize it, help her to do this long periods of time comfortably, meet her medical needs, and also meet her mental health needs as well. Yeah, because that's specialization, gang. That's what I talk about all the time when I network, specialization, right? That's what this practice is specializing in. And that's why you should also check out NABB lm.org the north american board of breastfeeding and lactation medicine dr lena edelstein what do you got leave us with something yes so um sorry if i missed this while my daughter jumped in and kind of crashed our our meeting Um, that's how it goes we got to be ready that's how it goes it's all good um so every year the um world breastfeeding week has a new theme to it right and this year the theme is let's make breastfeeding and work work meaning that when you have these um lactating parents who are going back to work they're separating themselves from their baby let's give them the supports to continue to provide milk to their children which the world health organization and the american academy of pediatrics are all recommending exclusively feeding babies breast milk for the first six months and then continuing to offer breasts to feed them breast milk through the first two years of life or beyond for as long as mutually desired by mom and baby 
And um, in our practice, I see so many parents coming in with concerns about what's going to happen when I go back to work. And I'm like, am I going to have enough? And there's this need to um, develop a stash and feed the freezer in anticipation of this catastrophe that they anticipate occurring. Um, and I kind of see a, a tie in here to the milk bank and milk donation, milk donation, because if we make parents feel like, sorry, that they're going to have those supports in place and they don't need to worry about providing milk in the future, I feel like that could encourage further donation to milk banks with any extra production that they have because they're not worried about their own situation. All right, we got to leave it there. Heather, real quick, give me something. Heather, this was an incredible show. Give me Allied real quick. Thanks so much for shining a light on breastfeeding. Um, We are so happy to have this discussion today. If you need some information, alliedphysiciansgroup.com, breastfeeding medicine, alliedfoundation.org, if we can help connect you and we can uh, connect you with the New York Milk Bank. Um, Breastfeeding your baby is literally giving life-saving milk. They do call it liquid gold for a reason. And thank you for shining a light. We really appreciate it. That's what we do. We shine a light. And here's some of my takeaways from the show. Plain, old, simple, normal. Back to basics, baby. Well, the doc didn't say that. I said that part. And I said, doc, mom's going to be mad at me for that one. What is Allied Foundation all about? Fostering a healthier start to life. Because if we got a great foundation and we got a strong building, right? And I mean, the, 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 <laughs> the risk reduction. I mean, come on. Neonatal mortality, SIDS, RSV, diarrhea, right? Um, mom's risks go down. I mean, what are we talking about? This sounds like this makes a lot of sense. And guess what? It's natural. Like that's how it happened in the beginning. Okay. So let's just follow the old school stuff. I am your boy, the nonprofit sector connector. If you are listening here on talkradio.nyc, stay tuned for my guy, the SMB guy, Steve Fry, always Friday. He's going to have some crazy conversation about business and SMB, small, medium-sized businesses. We're in the 130s of a show that was just an idea in my head that I made up, and now we're in the 130s. Heather Edwards is the first guest to ever make three episodes. Heather, you are a champion. We're not going to retire your number just yet because I'm going to need you to come back. Dr. Macaluso, Dr. Lena Edelstein, Dr. Lauren Macaluso, Dr. Lena Edelstein, Dr. Heather Edwards, and all our other guests who joined us at different points during the show today. Make it a great day, everybody. We'll see you later. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. 
Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 